Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, I'm back and proud to announce a new sponsor of the podcast, Young Living Essential Oils. These oils are great and have a wide range of use. For those who listen to my basketball podcast, Strictly Hoop Talk, they have oils that help relax, relieve, and heal your muscles. And for those of you that listen to my hip-hop podcast, Strictly Hip Hop, and love music like me, or if you're a college student like me dealing with a lot of stress, they have essential oils that help your mood and emotions. There is scientific proof that these essential oils are a healthier alternative and the prescribed medications, and the proof is in their seed to seal promise that every oil is natural from their farms and fully tested before it is shipped. If you still need more proof, I've tried these oils myself and noticed a great difference, and my friends have too. You guys know Nick Keel from my Strictly Hip Hop podcast, right? He uses these oils all the time for everything from writing music to relaxing to focusing, and he swears by it. Again, he uses these oils every single day. I'm not joking. To get more information and purchase these oils, contact Teresa. Her email will be in the description. And if you want to purchase an Everyday Starter Kit, check the description of the podcast for the link. And remember, the information is not intended to treat or prevent disease or is a substitute for medical treatment or advice. Young Living is not sharing here as medical doctors, but they are here to teach you about health and support for your systems and to keep your body fit and well. everyone welcome back to another episode of strictly hoop talk as always i'm your host chris platty and returning once again he did the west playoffs with us so now it's only right he does the east playoff race with us my man akil akil how's it going what's up man good to be back and it's good to be back man uh pretty long stressful week so far it's only and it's only wednesday and i feel like i'm tearing my hair out but you know that's how it goes um, kind of like these teams in the East here. So if you Uh-oh. missed the West pod, 
Um, basically, what we did is we went through uh, seeds two through ten because three through 10. or three through ten. Sorry, um, because uh, one and two are Golden State and Houston, and you know we're going to be talking about them plenty this year, so we don't really need to uh, get into them. So what we did is we um, took the ten teams or the eight other teams that were in playoff contention for the last six spots and um, kind of talked about them. We went um, ascending order, so we started with the lowest and worked our way up. Or no, we didn't. We, we started backwards, actually, right? We started at the top and worked our way down, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we started at the top, worked our way down. Um, so go check that podcast out. It's a week old. The standings are totally different, yes, of course, but uh, but that was that was a fun one. Um, the West is crazy, is maddening, and the East is is maddening in its own way. So the West, like I said, um, like like I said, was was kind of was kind of like a, a a two through ten race, whereas the East is pretty much a one through eight race. We three through ten. We have our yeah, but we 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 have our there you go. You keep correcting me. I thank you. This is why you're here, man. Um, so with the East, we, we have our eight playoff teams pretty much. And I think those eight the are Pistons are not charging in there. The eight are going to stay, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. The eight are going to stay that are in there more than likely, but there is a lot of wiggle room between these, uh, between some of these seeds. So, uh, we'll get into that. We'll kind of talk, you know, playoff matchups, all that thing. Um, but yeah, we're about what? 12 games left in season. Yeah. About 12 games left in the season, so um, we're getting to the home stretch here. Um, for a lot of people, it's uh, fantasy championship semifinals week. I am currently in the semifinals of one league, worst record in the other league, but we won't speak on that league. That was the league with, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, I had Gordon Hayward, I had Jeremy Lin, so my season was shot opening night. I also had Isaiah Thomas, so yeah, so that's kind of how my season turned out in a quick little synopsis. But the other league... I'm in the conference, or I'm in the or I'm in the semifinals, and Kyrie's out. Kevin Love, thankfully, thank the Lord, he just came back. My boy um, Evan Fournier's out. Uh, man, my team is my team is messed up. Zach Levine, man, tragic, Damn. tragic. But Damn, tragic is right. But the NBA season goes on. So let's start with the number one seed, the Toronto Raptors, the Are We Doing It Again team. Where did Tom Havistro? So of the, the North back to back podcast, the B two B podcast. Now. Oh yeah, they changed their yeah. name now, so uh, they're not the basketball friends back to back. Yeah, so go check guys, those guys out for sure. You guys hear us shout them out all the time. We're big fans of their podcast, so um, go check out their content. They have a wide range of content that goes beyond basketball. That's great. Sorted history. Oh yeah, that's a great pod, by the way. All yeah. sorts of stuff, conspiracy theories, all that. Um, so, anyways, the Toronto Raptors, the We the North, um, fifty three and nineteen. Once again, first seed. I think I did the over on. I did the over under pot with Noah Lofman. I think I went over on them. I didn't think they were gonna hit the over this much because I think the over was only at like forty five for them. It was pretty low. Um, the over under. So yeah, they kind of smoked that. Yeah, they smoked that. Um, doesn't surprise me. This is a team that's a good regular season team. They're eight and two in their last ten. Their bench is powerful. Um, I mean, dude. I mean, how much stock do you put into this? Because really, I think that's the only question with Toronto. They they have a nice, healthy four and a half game lead over Boston. So I think I, I think, think they they'll, the they'll hold on to the one seed. Yeah, that's me too. Um, 
But, you know, uh, we're to Tom Haver's show. We both feel this way. Are we going to do this again? Because we don't know what Kyle Lowry is going to show up. We don't know. We even don't know DeMar DeRozan. Even DeMar. We don't know if Kyle's going to knock down threes or if he's going to have to be up until midnight after games at home shooting threes to make sure it's... Yeah. So, it, it's just... Toronto's right. just such a weird... They've had, like... I would love to follow... Like, if they, if they make it to the finals... You absolutely have to do like a thirty for thirty on this on this oh, court for sure. because they've just had the wildest. It's like, just weird. They had the one year where they that was two years ago now where they went seven in both the first two rounds, yeah. and they were the one seed, right, or the two seed that year. Two or three. Two or three. I, okay, so um, so anyway, yeah, they were the two because Indiana was the seven. Yeah. yeah. So um, so they went seven there, then they went seven against Miami, who was like a six seed. Um, who ended up um, advancing, and then um, I believe so. I know Miami was a three-six matchup. I just don't. I think they were they were six seed that year. Yeah. But Charlotte as a three seed doesn't make sense to me because I know that's who they played. So no. So they had to be three then. Toronto. No, um, I'm talking Miami. Miami was a three seed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's why I thought Charlotte was never a three seed. But um, anyways. So they had that weird series, and then they get like smoked by the Cavs, even though it went six games. Yeah. Um, so they've just had this weird kind of thing, and then last year they lose game one to Milwaukee. I think they're like zero and nine in game ones, yeah. like with this core. So they're just a very um, strange team in the playoffs. Um, they lost. They had that year. They lost the Brooklyn Nets, like three, four years ago. Like back when there was like. That team was washed then, but they were still kind of hanging on to like maybe we can get to like the second round. Oh, the KG. Pumpers. That was yeah. That was yeah. the last. I th- that was the last year of God, LeBron in Miami, was right? Really old man. Yeah, that team was really old. Duran, Joe Johnson, oh, was, Williams, Joe William, Joe Johnson. Like they were. Like yeah. The, Joe Johnson was still in his like late thirties or yeah, early nineties, something like that. Yeah, they had like basically every good player that was above the age of like twenty nine, and everybody was like super high on them, but they're all really old. Yeah, they had like so they weren't really gonna. They do had anything. like the yeah. All NBA two thousand eight team. <laughs> yeah, like that's literally them. That was like. But, what the Cavs were last year with Darren Williams and all those guys. So, I mean, obviously, their their young guys have come along well. Their bench um, is phenomenal. Way, way better than I thought. I actually, if you listed it over under pod, that was one of the reasons I was skeptical on this team. I didn't think their bench was going to be any good. I thought a lot of them were prospects, and, you know, I thought, okay, maybe one or two pan out and make the bench steady. But, I mean, I had, like, I was, like, basically, like, all they have on the bench, in my opinion, is, like, Norman Powell and, like, C.J. Miles at the time. So I was, like, thinking that they were going to be extremely weak. Shouts to O.J. Anunoby, man. Yeah. Anunoby, Van Fleet. Yeah, all those guys are balling. They have the number Mm -hmm. one bench in the NBA right now. Yeah. But my thing is, with with that bench being so young and kind of coming out of nowhere, are you worried about that bench in the playoffs? I'm worried to produce. Yeah. Um, it depends. I could see them get a little rattled here and there, but when you're playing at home, and there's not that many arenas that have, like, because they will have home court through the playoffs. Like, yeah, um, that have that Toronto effect. Yeah, like, there's not that many home courts that have a true home court, but the North is serious. They do not play. So, um, and you don't need the bench to win you games necessarily. They just need you to keep your to team, maintain to keep right. your team afloat. Yeah, and there is the whole theory. You know, well, it's not a theory. It's basically it's like a, that it's basically a, better at home. Yeah. yeah, it's basically a law that benches play better at home, at home and yeah. it's also a law that like rotations get shorter too. Yeah. So, 
Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of skeptical. I'm skeptical on the when... Raptors in general. It's not the bench. It's just the Raptors being the Raptors. Right. Than the I mean, I'm skeptical me. all over the place, too, because, I mean, like we said, uh, like we kind of highlighted earlier, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, these guys have had uh, problems in the playoffs and yeah. have had struggling games as recently as last year. So it's not anything new. But I will say, though, it has vast, vastly diminished over the years. Because I remember two, three years ago, these guys were straight-up no-shows. Like, DeMar had two yeah. points in a game. You know, Kyle Lowry was like 0 for 9 from 3 in a game or something right. ridiculously awful. And like so um, so they are progressing. Um, but, yeah, I just I – don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just something's really off about this team. So I can't buy in yet, but I mean, they do look like the best team in the East right now. With with the Cavs being a mess on defense, we'll get into Cavs. The Celtics, they got their thing. Like Toronto looks like one of the best, if not the best, team in the East. Too like, late, okay, okay. Well, let's transition then. Um, actually, wait before we trans. Actually, we don't need to go through their schedule because they're probably gonna. Yeah, they're gonna get the one. They're gonna seat. probably they're gonna hold on to the one seed. So. We were going through the schedules with the West because it was just so crazy in a tight race, and we'll do that with some of these other teams. But you know, with Toronto having a healthy four and a half game lead, um, yeah, like three I don't think, six and Boston being injured, um, I think I think they got a pretty safe lock on the one seed. Yeah, so not a lot of luck going on in the Boston Celtics, even though they are the Celtics. Yeah, the luck of the Irish is not shining. Or, St. Patrick's Day. There's some type of St. Patrick's Day pun or something. Something there. Something there. That's our transition right there. Yep, that's the transition. Flawless. 48 and 23. uh, Six and four in their last ten. Uh, look, I mean, let's let's pull up their let's pull up their injury report. Um, shall we just kind of take a gander? Their whole roster. Yeah. Um, basically the question is who isn't injured. Um. Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, of course, and uh, Daniel Theus, right? Is that how you say it? Theus? I always mispronounce it. Theus, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so one of your biggest contributors in the big man category, which is Daniel Theus, or big man um, part of your roster. And so, you know, he's, like, vital for for rotation that's already thin up front. Um, Gordon Hayward, obviously... You know, he's been out the whole year, so you can't really, you know, dive too much into that. Marcus Smart, with his thumb, been, again, a key contributor off the bench. Jalen Brown, you know, one of the one of their great swingmen who's really had a, a very solid year. Kyrie Irving, of course, the superstar of the team. Um, yeah, I just... Hey, you know who isn't injured, though? Who's that? Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Unto- Mr. Untouchable. Untouchable. You know how, like, the NBA used to have those nicknames on the back of jerseys? Like, they did those for, like, a few games. Like, it would Nets. definitely be Mr. Untouchable. Yeah, Mr. Untouchable. Yeah, dude, he wouldn't trade him for LeBron and uh, wouldn't trade him for Kevin Love if that deal was on the table. Think about moving LeBron. Yeah, well, who are you, who are you thinking? Uh, Daniel Theus, uh, maybe maybe Terry Rozier. Click. Sad <laughs> phone call right there. <laughs> like, um, but no, so this Kyrie thing is weird, right? Yeah. How, how, um, not to get too much on, um, on the skeptical side, but you know, it, it just like, it kind of came out of nowhere and now a report came out yesterday, I believe it was that said that he's not progressing as much as they like as far as his knee rehabilitation. Um, yeah. he's had knee problems in the past. How worried are you? Um, not as much worried as... 
Well, to be honest, I feel like I just think if it is, was it what hap- What game did that happen at? That's my question. I honestly can't remember the game it happened at. Okay. But um, my my thing is my thing is with knee tendonitis. It's very, very tricky. It's, it's lingering. It's, it's hard to come back 100%. Yeah, and it's more of a you don't know when it's going to flare up again. Yeah. Because could, you could feel great some days, and then the next days you'll feel... Like, am I wrong awful. in saying that, like, one of, like, the worst... Knee tendonitis is one of the worst injuries. Like, I really I really think it is. That like, and Achilles, for sure. Achilles yeah. is number one. Um, but, yeah, that's a new ACL but, right there. Yeah, exactly. But, like, honestly, I... You know, I mean, not rather you, but yeah. if I tore an ACL, I mean, ACLs like those those things. Like now, they you know people come back from that like that. But well, they come back and the ACLs are a lot stronger. And yeah, like better, like yeah. surgically repaired. And so and so like you know with knee tendonitis, it's just so like we've seen it with Reggie Jackson in Detroit. Yeah. Like he's he's you know obviously <laughs> this different is a players. Pod one through eight, and there's nothing to do with Detroit, but you still find a way somehow to bring okay, it back. Okay, but you Detroit. gotta admit this is relatable. Okay, yeah, I will. It's just funny how you can always do that. Right. All right. So Reggie Jackson was like maybe a top three point guard all time before the injury. No, I'm kidding. I've never been high on Reggie Jackson. Um, those of you that go real deep back in the archives of the pod, I was screaming after Britton and Jenny's Achilles tear. I'd still take him over <laughs> Reggie. So I've never been high on Reggie. But the point is that Reggie was playing that that year that he uh, before he got injured. He was playing like a near all star. Yeah. Um, he was playing borderline all-star point guard, um, which is saying something with how deep the point guard position is in the league. And he got knee tendonitis, and it affected him. And that was right before the start of the season, of the next season. And he, um, and he struggled all year. He was miserable all year. And this year, he came back. He had flashes where it kind of looked... Um, where it kind of looked, it kind of looked like he was um, he was normal, but still, to me, just overall has not been the same player. And we're now 15, 16 months removed from that knee tendonitis. Exactly. So there's a lot of. So me personally, I'm very concerned. Um, uh, do you think they pull the plug on him until they need him? I think I think when when you look at what's happened just these last two weeks. Um, with how with how things have happened with all their team like being injured like Daniel Theis, Jay, uh, Jalen Brown, although Jalen Brown's not a long term injury. Marcus Smart is maybe a f- I mean they're kind of there's rumors that like he might miss the first round as much as that. So, um or, you know, maybe he'll come back the hope is maybe he comes back for the playoffs. So honestly, I Looking at all those injuries that happened, I think I think you just play it safe. Okay. You already got Hayward out. Like this to me, like the, this string of injuries, totally ruled out Hayward coming back. Yeah. I think they were kind of low key banking on him coming back. Coming back to be ready to play, but now but all this other but stuff. now with all this other stuff, like they're not gonna have him come back and Kyrie come out and all this. No, they're gonna they're gonna play and you know I think I think. I think they'll shut down Kyrie for another week or two, uh, maybe even till the playoffs, and then if and then maybe make that determination from there and say, okay, if if we really think he's a hundred percent, 
um, will go for it. But if I was if I was personally Boston, I would, I would. Yeah, it's tough because the East feels open this year. Yeah. It really does. It feels like they had a shot this year to get it all the way. I mean, I thought for the longest time this year that the Cavs were still just somehow going to figure it out because it's LeBron. And, you know, there's a good chance that they might. But it happened this year again. But it just it, it feels like this is the first time. It Last like year, it kind of felt like it. Yeah. And this year, it finally feels like the year where, hey, somebody could knock the Cavs off of that pedestal. Yeah. Last that. year, it felt like it was, it was like, it was like, it's, it's possible, but it's not probable. This year, it almost feels like it's probable. Like with how the Cavs, how flawed the Cavs look, and you know the fact that they overhauled their team at the trade deadline and all the all these things. Exactly. So, um, and they got now a roster that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience outside of guys like George Hill and LeBron and Kevin Love. So George Hill. All right, since we're talking about the Cavs and offense, yeah, let's transition transition to to them. All right. Well, uh, one one quick thing though before on Boston before we I know I fucked up your transition, but. they got a six-game lead on the Cavs, so you think they're safely in the two slot? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I think one through three stays. Steven, Brad Stevens is a good enough no, coach to. Yeah, actually, no, not one through three stays. Just one and two. Yeah, one and two stay for sure. Yeah, so I think I think with Brad Stevens coaching, um, the way he's able to just maximize his team, like we I all just, thought they yeah. were done when Hayward was out, and here they are. You know, for a majority of the year, they were the number one seed. If you have a top-flight coach you'll find a way to win games in the NBA just because of that. And they really only need to win, like, three or four more to hold on to number two, right? Yeah. Ideally. So, um, anyways, my bad. Fucked up your transition to Cavs. Go ahead. Take the four. Oh, so the Cleveland Cavaliers. So they are three right now. They won their last six out of ten on a three-game winning streak, we see. Um, <laughs> we just have like the NBA standings up. Um, Kevin Love's back, which yep. is actually a plus for um, LeBron. I feel like a lot of people forgot about we're we're looking at this team without the perspective of Kevin Love. Yeah, because he just was gone for a lot of time. Because he got hurt right before the trades happened. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like it felt like like I I specifically remember how's LeBron gonna do do it with this supporting cast, and I was like screaming at. At, I was listening to a podcast and I was like screaming at my phone. What about Kevin Love? Yeah, and you know? now uh, Ty Lue stepped down. Yeah, for health reasons, which is a very strange situation. Very wasn't it some mental stuff? It wasn't mental. It was uh, it was like it, it was, was kind of what was it, it was kind of yeah, it was heart. It was kind of like what Steve Clifford went through. Well, at least that's kind of what they're relating ex- it to. Relating it to, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah really medical and i and i truthfully i haven't really followed the story like that i just know that that's the connection everyone's okay. making cool so i'm so kind yeah, of rolling with uh, that hopefully get well soon get back on those sidelines but now we have a uh, coach lebron in full effect yeah coach lebron in full effect as if it hasn't been a thing already <laughs> before yeah but uh yeah um you could definitely tell with this uh I, so were you for me i wasn't as high as a supporting cast like all these trades that happened, cast. yeah. So after all these trades happened, and they basically shipped out everybody except for LeBron James and Kevin Love, mm-hmm. and brought all these guys in, and it's just like, all right, still your third best player on this team is George Hill, right? And maybe Rodney Hood. I don't know. Yeah, like George Hill or Rodney Hood. Like, I don't, I don't know what that yeah. does for you. Like, I really don't. Okay, so, so here is my thoughts on it, um, and and I kind of talked about this on the trade deadline. Was um, to me. 
I thought what they got more, they got better in terms of what they gave out and what they got back. They got better. Yeah, for sure. But the thing was, is like it's still, it's still. They don't have they don't have Kyrie. Like if they had this team with Kyrie, because that's what I think they like. That's the one thing that, as much as LeBron doesn't like to admit it, I think we all know LeBron needs that dynamic score ball handler guy who can kind of run the offense yeah. for a few minutes when LeBron doesn't want to run the exactly. offense. And so I think I think that they they still have that they don't really have that dynamic like get a bucket guy other than other than LeBron and yeah. Kevin Love is kind of like a half of that. The guy like with a, too much clout, Jordan Clarkson. They yeah. got him now too. Exactly. Like, you know, are you expecting Jordan and Clarkson to be like your third Rodney Hood? Like those are those but are I not think what a they want is one option. of those two to be a third option guy, but I don't think those are good third option guys. Right. Exactly. That's my too. thing. So and so I thought they got better they're but still getting killed as always yeah and, and the defensive thing is weird because i did think that they were going to get better yeah um, but i understand but I, mean. I understand um i'm not going to grade them too harshly on their defense because it is hard to overhaul a roster yeah like that and learn on the fly yeah so how i just think how much more time do they need right that's the thing is i don't think i think this makes them better in the short term but much but not much better but um but even more better in the long term like I think if I think if they were to they would have done those trades in the off season and had a full year to acclimate these this roster, I think their defense would be better. Yeah. Um, Do you like acclimate some more stuff into like the first round of the playoffs when you try to kick it in, or is that too late? Like, I think that's too late. I think I think by April, I think you gotta have. Like I feel like right now to the end of the season is where yeah. they need to start. Yeah, even exactly like you said, right now I, I I like that better. Yeah, even because I mean April, you're gonna be resting LeBron and and then well, let's be honest, a lot of this depends on hey, when does LeBron want to play defense? Because when that happens, it it ratchets lo- them up a lot. Yeah, but, a lot, well, that's that's most basketball teams in general. When you see your best players out there wanting to play defense, it's just like all right, they're giving it all. You. I guess I gotta like try and play defense yeah. too because you can't build yourself. I was, I was listening to um, back to back the other day, and Trey was um, from Tuesday's show, and Trey was talking about how just like he wouldn't want to play with LeBron because of LeBron's whole like calling out teammates thing and whatever. Um, it would be tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I get it, but with LeBron, I mean, look, he's earned the right to coast. LeBron's LeBron, yeah. He can do whatever That's what he really wants. So I feel like it would be mad frustrating if you're a player on that team to deal with, but I think I think the trade-off is worth it when it gets yeah. to the playoffs because you know playoff mode LeBron, like you have that guy on the court, like you you have a legit shot at winning every game. Yeah, so are we going to look schedule for these guys? Because these guys are pretty yeah, close they're, to everybody. Yeah, they're pretty close to everybody, so we will pull up the schedule. Um, here, I'll, cool. I'll do me time. this time. I'll, I'll do it this time. I got okay. it. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers schedule. So we'll look at their kind of remaining schedule. So they got Friday, the Suns, the Nets, the Heat, the Hornets. The Hornets are a team that doesn't really quit, though, even though um, they are pretty much out of playoff contention. But um, Suns and Nets, obviously very winnable games. Miami's weird. Miami's weird, tough, um, especially because we'll get to them later, but they're fighting for an interesting seeding spot. Um, the Pelicans, the Cavaliers, or not the Cavaliers, sorry, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, um, those are two winnable games, definitely. Um, I'm still kind of semi-skeptical on, on, you know, just how successful the Pelicans are with, without Boogie. Yeah. 
um, just because we've seen we have like four years of history that say like this team is not that good even with Anthony Davis being superhuman. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so they got an interesting schedule. So then they play the Raptors, then the Wizards, then the Seventy Sixers, then the Knicks, and the Knicks again. Yeah. So their last two games they close. Um, Knicks, Knicks. So they have a lot of games where it's. I think they got. They enough. have a lot of tune-up games. That's what I'll call yeah. them. Games where you can figure out what you need to do to. Yeah. I Start agree. playing, just figure out how you have to play. And... I agree. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, they got, let's see here, three, five, seven, nine, eleven games left in the season. Um, I'd say five of these are probable wins or should be probable wins. So I kind of feel like with with what they're at, with where they're at as far as their lead is a game and a half, so I, w- I would definitely wouldn't say they're comfortable, especially because you never know when they could decide to sit LeBron. Yeah. Like, they could decide to sit. Like, I wouldn't. I kind of, this, this season, like, I wanted the Cavs to rest LeBron, like, for two weeks, like they yeah. did a couple years ago. But I just don't think you can. I don't think you can this year. But th- that's the thing that sucks is I think he needs it more this year with how much he's he carried. He definitely does need to. He might need to up that spending from a million dollars to like one point five million dollars to take care of his body for the rest of this year going into the playoffs. Yeah. By the way, did you see that? I did not. The dude spends a million dollars just all the training stuff that he does. A year? Yeah, per year. Okay. I mean honestly with LeBron I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. it's per day with how much money that dude's raking <laughs> yeah. in. But yeah. well, anyways but yeah he, the Cavs just need to find some type of magic. To squeeze, sure. yeah, yeah, every drop out of and LeBron they can, um, you know, and it sounds sounds weird saying that, but that's the truth. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, they, they more than likely probably rest LeBron the last two, three games. They do play the Wizards, though, who are right behind them, so that April 5th game could be I very really, pivotal. I really want to cast Wizards' first-round playoff series. Again? Just reunite that. Fleet. Oh no, not Cavs Wizards, Cavs Seventy Sixers. My bad. Oh, Cavs Seventy Sixers. Yeah, that would oh, be interesting. I, oh my god. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to a Wizards if. And then we see Gilbert Arenas at the edge of the bench, suiting Chilling. up. Yeah. Deshaun Stevenson actually is who who we'd really want to see. Oh yes, we would. He's still probably talking shit about LeBron. To speaking day. of the Washington Wizards. Yes. Speaking of the Washington Wizards, excellent transition. The Washington Wizards. 40 are actually still paying Gilbert Arenas to this day, but yes. Wait, really? Yes, they are. They have two more years of it. Yeah. What they did they do the stretch provision? Yeah, that the Pistons did. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Josh Smith and Gilbert Arenas, man. Get those keep checks. getting them checks, you two. Actually, don't shout out Josh Smith. Fuck Josh Smith. <laughs> he set us back so much. Um, yeah. We were clearly a dynasty in the making. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas, Brandon Jennings, and Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, you too, man. Come yeah. on the pod. Yeah, Gilbert Arenas, man. Come on the pod. He's doing that weird thing with Mia Khalifa. I haven't yeah. checked it out, but it seems it seems weird. Yeah, dude. I wish Gilbert Arenas could hop on a bomb anytime. Oh, sorry. Not bomb. Black to black now. Yeah, sorry. But, uh, yeah. Censor that. Jade, Jade probably would want us to censor that. Just like... Did you see how they were doing that in the pod? How they blanked out every time they said, like, LTC or anything to do with their old brand? Seriously? Yeah. Oh. Damn. They still They still do it. It's funny. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, Washington Wizards, 40 and 30. Yeah. Um, they split their last 10. Um, is John Wall back? No, yes. John Wall is not back. 
He should be. Let's see. Let's see the reports of when he's coming back. Um, Washington is at the bottom here. So Washington Wizards. So yeah, he should be coming back. They this week. Okay. Ish. Maybe next week. Yeah. So a lot of this depends on how he comes back and how he looks, right? Right. Like, I mean, first off, I do gotta say, um, I think this pod was with you, um, where 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 John Beal. Wall where no, it was where John Wall just went down with the injury. Oh yeah, I did and we do that thought pod. this was the team that could maybe fall out of the playoffs. So uh, I have to take the time to admit, I I don't remember what you said, but I remember I, I said, okay, so I was totally wrong. Um, yeah, we, were we're, both totally we apologize. Wrong. Um, uh, they played well. Scott Brooks, good job. Um, the, but the whole nonsense that they're better without John Wall is just ignorant. just that, yeah, ignorant nonsense. Um, you know, there is something to be said though about a team that can't, you know, that can move the ball around more. And you know, I hope Wall, for Washington's sake, I hope he, you know, kind of takes <laughs> takes that into consideration, kind of thinks about that, and um, takes it into consideration when he's playing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't. I don't know. This Washington team is an is another weird team. They're, they're kind of like, like the Raptors. The Raptors. Yep. yep. I was gonna say the Raptors. They're a lot like the Raptors. They're super weird. I don't even really know what to like say. Like I just don't know. They just. They, I thought they were gonna beat Boston that one year. Uh, I thought last, last year, year they're gonna beat yeah, Boston. Last year. Yeah. The funeral and all the. Yeah, and all wearing black. That's um, funny. They're just they're they're a team that just. They have the same core. They kind of interchange their bench. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know about Washington. Like, w- I don't feel high on them at all. I don't feel high on them, but I also, it wouldn't surprise me, like, I mean, should they be, hypothetically, say they play the 76ers, the Pacers, or the Heat? They should be favorites in all those series, right? Do you think they really beat the 76ers in the series? Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm skept, I'm skeptical. We'll get that into a minute. There's some skepticism I got, so I'll kind of okay. tease that. But, um, yeah, I would, I would take, I would take Washington over any of those three teams, which are more than likely who they're going to face. Um, probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> my roommate. Nice. Yeah. My roommate had to jump over there. I'll pull this table back. We're recording in a crowded apartment right now. This apartment's way too small. Um, but anyways, once some podcast once some podcast checks come in, you know, then we'll be then we'll be recording. Oh, when the lavish. podcast checks, you got it. We'll get Zinky. our own studio. Promo and code. Promo code. Strictly uh, hoops. Strictly hoops. But yeah, so with with Washington, I just they're veteran, they're savvy. Um, I don't know. I think I think the more interesting conversation is I would I would definitely take them over any team below them which is 76ers pacers heat the bucks i think are the most interesting but i would i would still probably take the wizards just because of experience but um overall i i think what what do you how do you compare them to the top four seats because i think that's kind of where where you got it i think they get lumped in with that right they yeah, get lumped in with the upper tier instead of the middle tier yeah, right i, I, actually I think just, i I mean, they. I feel like they want the respect to be an upper tier, but they're always going to be a middle tier to me until they beat an upper tier team. That's fair. But, I mean, a round two matchup against Toronto, who are you taking? That would be very interesting considering the analysis we just made, that, like, the connection we made, that they're kind of very similar. That would be a very weird playoff series, and I, I don't think I'd like it. 
I think I think I would favor. I, I think I think Washington. When I think about it in that context, I do think Washington's a little bit more credible as far as playoff resume because because at least John Wall and Bradley Beal show up for most of the time. So um, that's true. I I don't know. I'm, the I'm Wizards kind of, remind me a lot of another team, which was well, they're not really a thing anymore, but like the Clippers back in their run when it was CP3, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre was basically the same core group. And it was just, they just could never figure out a way to get into that conference finals. Yeah. I don't know, man. The Washington is weird. I'm, I'm sorry, Washington fans, if you were looking for super in-depth analysis. Yeah. Um, I really don't I really don't have it. I don't um, really trust them, but, I mean, yeah. I trust the process. I don't know that much. Oh, nice sure. segue. So, Philadelphia, the fifth seed. Um, they're tied for the fourth seed, technically, with uh, – with Washington, we talked about this earlier. I think you and I did, where we oh. talked about the their schedule. Yeah. By um, the way, uh, Chris plugged his fantasy team. Joel, I still got you. Keep going. Um, you're, you're man, saving. Shouts to everybody who drafted Joel and beat in fantasy this year. You took a hell of a gamble and it oh, paid off. Biggest gamble of my life was drafting Joel and beat on my fantasy team, but I I paid off big time. I love Joel and beat, but I I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. Paid off. I think he also went. I, I think he also went super early in my draft. Oh, I picked but, him second. Oh shit! Wow. I I really trusted in him, and he's delivered. Yeah, he has. Um, he's played phenomenal this year. Uh, so they're tied for fourth. They're tied for home court advantage. They're they're seven and three in their last ten. So they're playing hotter than the Wizards. Currently on a four game winning streak. Um, I'll let you pull up their schedule while we kind of just talk about um talk about them a little bit. But goat Joel Embiid is. Joel Embiid is awesome. Um, this team has a lot of interesting parts that work together very well. They're they're very good. Um, defensively for a young team. And I think overall, I, I think you can kind of even erase that stigma and just say overall they're good defensively. Yeah. You don't even have to preference it by saying with a young team. Yeah, they're, they're exceptionally good for a young team, but I think they're overall they're a solid a defense. Top, they're still a top like 10 defense in the NBA, which is ridiculous. Right. And so with with Philly, I just... Here's, here's my thing. Here's why I said I would take Washington over oh, them. Speaking of the Wizards, they're getting killed by the Spurs right now. My Spurs, I called it on the podcast. I said, I don't know how, but they're getting in the playoffs. They're about to win five in a row, baby. And you know what? They haven't lost since I said that. Have they actually not lost since you said that? They have not lost since I said that. Mm-hmm. Look at you. So, look at me out here. All right, so they got the Magic, the T-Wolves, the Nuggets, the Knicks, the Hawks, the Hornets, the yep. Nats. I remember they had the a super Pistons, easy schedule. The Cavs. We were talking about this, I think this was like a month ago. This was a while ago we were talking about it, and we just looked at like their second half schedule and how easy it was. Yeah, so they have basically a bunch of winnable games. I mean, they should be. I mean, mo- most of those games are favorites, right? Uh. I would say um, Orlando's favorite by one actually for this one coming up tomorrow, but uh, interesting. Yeah, they have tons of winnable games here, and uh, they should win them. Yeah, they should win them. That's great analysis. Uh, they have winnable <laughs> games, and they should win them. But no, here's my thing with with the skepticism, and this will kind of tie in. This will kind of tie in another discussion yeah. um, thread that I think it's interesting in Philly. So I have a couple. Ben. Too, but so Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons too. 
it's just I don't know how he's gonna be in the playoffs, man. I just he'll be easy to scheme around. Exactly. That's what that's what I think. I think so he'll be easy he, to scheme. Like I'd love Ben Simmons if he could hit like a twelve foot jump shot. Like even yeah, even twelve sixteen. Like uh, as sign much me as up. that is the mid range jumper is like if he can get somewhere in there and hit like uh, I wouldn't even say forty five percent of them. Yeah. On let's just say thirty five enough to keep people honest. Yeah. Uh, then I'd love him. Absolutely, I I feel you. I mean, I I think that they're because that's the thing with the playoffs uh, or with the regular season. The regular season, a lot of teams have quick on the fly schemes for every game. Like coach, like Steve Clifford was on Zach Lowe's podcast the other day. You know, he watches probably. He said like I think he, I I don't think he said a number, but the what I kind of got from him, uh, kind of reading the tea leaves, was that he scouts a team two or three games before he plays them. And so you kind of two or three games, you watch some film and you kind of come up with a basic idea. But like when it's playoffs, like you get super in depth, like you're comparing like the ninth man on the, you're scouting for the ninth man on the team. Like how are we yeah. going to stop him? Yeah. And, you know? So I think, I think with Ben Simmons, like, although, although the answer is pretty clear right now, like it's very obvious, you know, you just kind of let Ben Simmons shoot. But I feel like even even in the regular season, teams aren't really really executing that yeah. to their fullest extent. Because my thing is, when they, whenever it does happen, they'll get the ball to Joel or whatever, and he'll get doubled on the block. Yeah, Joel yeah. will get doubled with Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, and then it's gonna be like, all right, Ben, you either make this shot or go make a play. Which I mean, he can make a play. Yeah, but it's mostly gonna be Joel. I mean, you have to prove. I mean, how much of out consistently? My thing is, and that's my thing with Philly. That's why I think that they're as good as they are. I don't think they're gonna do well in the playoffs because, I mean, so many possessions they just give the ball to Embiid and say bail us out, and so Embiid's gonna be doing that in the playoffs, and he'll get double teamed for sure. And um, basically, I, a lot of their points will come from Joel Embiid and JJ Redick. I feel like. Yeah. And I think that, you know, J.J. Redick will do his screen things, and um, Joe Embiid will probably run, uh, you know, they'll run a lot of pick and roll with J.J. Redick or off-ball screens with yeah. and pins and stuff with, with J.J. and Embiid, and maybe Ben Simmons handling the ball, kind of stuff like that. But I just, I just, like, I mean, <laughs> J.J. Redick and Joel Embiid, like, I'm, I'm just looking at that, like, okay, like, where else is the rest of their offense going to come from? It's that just small forward in the NBA. Robert Covington. Roko. Roko, man, get that money. Yo, 10 mil for him is a steal, by the way. A steal, dude. I'm so I'm so high on, on Covington. Same. Uh, he's phenomenal. But, you know, even him, he's not really necessarily, like, a shot creator. Like, he's a guy who works well in a scheme. But, no, no, he's very much a guy where it's if he gets an open corner, if he off a double team, he'll knock the shot down and play defense. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, why would you double team if you're a, if you're guarding Philly in the playoffs? Why would you double team with anybody other than Ben other Simmons? Other than Simmons, of course. Yeah. So that's so, my that's yeah, my thing. That's for sure. But they do they do move a ball a ton to the point where most of the times where he yeah. handles it. He knows the ball he has down where those where that low block mid post area mm-hmm. is, and they can so do. So they run their pick and rolls from there. So at least, yeah, yeah, they do. That's a good point. They move the ball very well. And another thing though is they they do have the ability, like they have run like literally Ben Simmons as a point guard lineups. 
Yeah. And so they they can they can do some weird freaky things to like make to like their offense to like squeeze out some points. But I still I I just I don't know. I think I think my problems with them like they're not gonna hold every team in the playoffs to eighty. And like to me, like this team looks like a team that's gonna average like eighty, eighty five points in the playoffs. Yeah. I do Ma- think maybe ninety. Yeah, I do think Brett Brown's a good enough of a coach to figure some things out for sure. Right, he's on the pop tree, and if you come from Popovich, you know yeah. you could. So I kind of just, I kind of just don't like them in that fourth seed, um, yeah. because I, I, kind of, I, I kind of would like them. I kind of would, I or well, I shouldn't say I don't like them in the fourth seed. I should say I don't like them playing a team like Washington. If they were I, playing a team like Indiana, who's tied with them as well. Um, or Miami, I would feel more confident about them as a whole. But so, do we think that they could overtake the Cavs for that third? You know, they are a game and a half. I would say, I would say yes. I would say, I'd say there's a good chance they can. If they play tons they of winnable finish. games, and if the Cavs keep not playing defense, yeah. And but also, LeBron said he doesn't care. Just get me anywhere one through eight, and right. I can win a game on your court, which is true. He can. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I would definitely, I mean, I would definitely predict that uh, Philly Philly finishes somewhere in the three to four range. Yeah, I can see that. Just because of how easy their schedule is. Five, yeah. Um, they're they're definitely, I, I don't think, I don't think that the Indiana Pacers or the Wizards or the Cavs, yeah. um, I don't think, I don't think two of those teams will end up with a high, with a better record than yeah. them. So. Speaking I, of the Indiana Pacers. Speaking of the Indiana Pacers. Um. Forty-one and thirty-one again. Twelve games back from Toronto, so they're tied with uh, Washington and Philly, and so they are a team that just has surprised a lot of people. Like yeah. I, I picked the under on them when they yeah. had like thirty-three games or yeah. thirty-five games. They remind me a totally lot right. of the Utah Jazz out west. Yeah, to the point where like you don't know how they're winning games, but you don't they know are how they're doing it. But it's a lot of them just fighting and scrapping and being young guns and wanting to win right so how much of that do you think is again we talked about this in the in the regular season there's just a, a lot of game there's a I lot more like win, winnable thing. games they're in the regular be a lot, season. yeah because they'll be a weird team to play on a random monday or tuesday night yeah but this is my thing with them in a playoff series they're gonna be so easy to scheme against so easy because it's Victor Oladipo, and then I mean Miles Turner isn't that much of a threat yet. Like, yeah, I mean he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but most of the stuff he does is catching off of pick and rolls or mm-hmm. shooting up in mid range face up jumpers. And how how well? So Victor Oladipo has played f- fantastic this season, <laughs> incredible, way beyond expectations. How much do you think that's going to carry over to him in the playoffs? Yes. Being how one being like the main guy, not that well for me, I think. Yeah, I think so I too. He'll crack under pressure. I think I don't think it's necessarily more to even crack under pressure. I think it's more so just, you know, he's gonna he's gonna it's it's new for him. Like he's he's never been in the playoffs. One oh no, he was with Russ last year. So I take that back. Yeah, but okay. um, but overall, he's still um, he's still very new to the playoffs. Yeah. And I think I think that this is definitely his first time. And I think because it's his first time being like a number one option, that I think um, I think his team will have interest. I think he'll he'll be he'll struggle. Yeah, it's, so there's a big difference between going to the playoffs with Russell there as your main guy, and then you being the, the main guy on the team, right? So without really even like a co 
wingman. And there's man. no really, like, who's his, like, second guy? Yeah, who, like, DeMontis, yeah, who's his Sabonis, sidekick. Like, yeah, like, again, we talked about Miles Turner, but how progressed is he offensively? Not much yet. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he's, he's a solid player. Like, I, I like Miles Turner. I think he's got a good ceiling, but... But as far as right now, this I year, I don't think he's ready right now for the playoffs, for sure. Yeah, um, I think he def- could be a solid like 10, 12 points a game guy in the playoffs. If, maybe. Like if Miles Turner was my third guy on a team, I'd feel very happy about that team. Yeah, but with him being my second guy, especially where there's pretty much nothing on that roster, and then it's and then it's even scarier after that. Who's the third? Then you just start looking around and shrugging your shoulders. Uh, right? That's, that's a good question. DeMontis Sabonis. Darren Collison, like, what, yeah, is like the, what is the team? Yeah. So I mean, it's cool to see them get in there and win some games, but I think they'll have a very quick exit out of the playoffs. And then, yeah. well, it's a promising offseason for sure. Yeah, to it get is. some pieces. I will say they have a good, bright future. Yeah, they, they do have a bright future, but as far as, as, far as this season, um, I yeah. can't really expect them to be too competitive. I mean... Unless maybe they somehow shoot up to the three seed and get a matchup against like Miami, like, but even Miami, I would probably take over. I take Miami over them any day of the week. So I I don't really think in Milwaukee somehow, um, which they're pretty far back. Um, it's very unlikely that we'll see a Pacers Bucks first round matchup. But yeah. overall, I'm still saying that even in that series, like I wouldn't. I don't. I don't think. Even though the Pacers are tied for the fourth seed, I think they're the least best playoff team. I'm with that. And, you know, I hate to say that because I have discredited them all year, and they've, they've overshot, like we said. They've yeah, overshot course. everyone's I mean, they expectations. They have nothing to hang their hats on. It's just, I mean, nothing to be upset about. It's right. Just... This is still a good season, no, no matter what happens. It's a great season for them, for sure. Because just they, got, they, they got an all-star, which nobody thought they got yeah. in a trade. They thought they got maybe a one-day fluke all-star. Okay, but also, do we think this Victor Oladipo is a Victor Oladipo we could get for years to come? That's or... another thing that I'm sem- semi-skeptical. Qu- that's this is a whole other question, or is right. this like because I think partially, I think like thirty, like if I had to bet a little bit of cash, I'd be willing to bet my money more on this being a one-year thing compared to him having multiple years of success at this level. Yeah, I don't think he's. What is he averaging? Is he still averaging twenty five a game? Like twenty five and eight, like something yeah. ridiculous like that. So I I don't think he's a twenty five. I think this is like probably his peak year. Yeah. But overall, I think um I think he can kind of simmer down to a twenty range. Yeah. Of points per game. So like I don't think the drop off is that severe. Like I don't think he goes back to what he was in OKC. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. How much? So. Um, but you know, uh, again, I don't even want to really put that out there because I, I feel, I feel like I've proved him or he's proved me wrong enough that I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, I really have no transition for this next one, but we're yeah. jumping from the Pacers to the Miami Heat. Yeah. The there Pacers we go. That's the Miami that. Heat. Seven of three in their last 10 or seven and three in their last 10 winners of three straight. Uh, 14 games back. Again, two games back from the fourth seed. What? Nothing. Just go. What was that under your breath? Nothing. Just go. Dwayne Wade. Oh, you want to talk about a joke. (laughs) How about this retirement tour? Man, okay, so we'll we'll put this on the air. So, Akil and I have been discussing for, like, weeks 
Um, Dwayne Wade, there was like a, a report that came out before we even get to Miami Heat. This is more important than that. Like, <laughs> Honestly, this is a lot more important than that. So my, the Miami Heat are fine. Next topic. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But So Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Okay, so can I do The report, yeah, go ahead and preface it, because you right. actually know the story better than me. So, you hit me with it. So, so basically, um, I'm, most people don't know that I'm a big D-Wade guy. My first game I ever remember watching was that playoff series before they won was with the Heat and Chris's beloved Pistons. You love the Pistons, too. I, I do love the Pistons, I really do. Um, but, yeah, so that was the first thing I remember, and I just remember that magical playoff series he had against the Mavs. Where the dude was basically damn near God himself. <laughs> he really was. And thirty-five points. Let me let me. Yeah, he, had, he had he had like thirty-six, seven, and eight, and like two blocks and a steal. So the guy was damn near Jesus. So, anyways, I was like, guy doesn't want a farewell tour, so I tested him, even though he deserves something. He, Chris was just fired back with something, and he was like, yeah, no, this guy doesn't deserve a farewell tour. And I was like, hold the phone. You really like basically like. Don't believe this, do you? I just think you're like bullshitting with me. And he was like, "No, he doesn't get a farewell tour." And then people like, "Who was your name?" It was something ridiculous too. It was like people like Luke Kennard are gonna get a farewell <laughs> tour next because of Dwayne Wade getting one. Okay, so let, I was me, like, let me jump in from here. Let me jump in from here. So, okay, obviously I took that to the extreme with Luke Kennard, even though we all know that he's probably going top five shooting guard of all time when it's all said and done. <sighs> no, kidding. Donovan Mitchell, right? <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, that would be the Pistons' luck. But no, so so be my really point funny, was, by the way, like if he did end up being a Hall of Fame two guard, which yeah. I could say he's on that trajectory. Like, well, I mean, right now, if, if he's a rookie, if this is his floor, Jesus. <laughs> if this is his floor, I want to know what his ceiling is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, keep going. But anyways, so with Dwayne Wade, um, you know, a kill, a kill hit me with that text, and I was just like, I was just like, I don't, I don't think Dwayne Wade deserves a farewell tour. That was my premise, and he said why, and I said, because you kind of, like, to me, the farewell tour is special. Like, and I'm not, I'm not like a Kobe stan or anything, so like, I, I kind of like, I, I liked the Kobe farewell tour, but I wasn't, you know, all the way for it. But my thing is, my thing is. With this, like, LeBron's going to get a farewell tour when he's done. Like, we, we know that Deserve LeBron it. will. Deserving. But with Dwayne Wade, and, and he's amazing. And I actually like Dwayne Wade. Like, I don't hate Dwayne Wade. I don't have anything. I'm not, like, sitting in the back of my head. Or I'm not sitting in the back of my car thinking, like, the 06 Miami Heat fucked fuck Dwayne Wade. I was just about to say, you're just salty because no, he fucked you over. It's not that. But um, I just genuinely think, okay, so here's, here's my thoughts on things. And... I'm going to kind of take it, I'm going to take a broad spectrum on this. And so what happens is any, is it's kind of like opening Pandora's box in a way, not say, and it kind of already started with Kobe, right? Like Kobe was like a, he was just this basketball icon. Like he was, he's, he was just as impactful to the game, like off the court as he was on the court in, in some ways. So, you know, I was cool with him getting a farewell tour. Because I think he's really one of like the icons of the game. Yeah, and Dwayne sure. Wade, well, I think he's a great player. It I don't think he's an icon. Well, it sucks because a lot of his prime career was him getting put third place behind yeah. Kobe and Braun. Yeah. Like, I think if those two guys weren't there, 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's it would have been Dwayne Wade's. Yeah. Like oh six yeah. was Dwayne Wade's league. And oh eight, he had the ridiculous MVP year. Yeah. Well, MVP worthy year. He didn't get it obviously. Yeah. But he was averaging that oh six through oh eight stretch Bef- was just yeah, before oh. he before he tore his uh, shoulder up. Yeah. And so my point is is by opening Pandora's like you're kind of opening Pandora's box with Dwayne Wade because. What you're doing is every time you allow somebody in for a farewell tour or for for whatever it is, like for whatever, even the Hall of Fame, if you want to take it to the Hall of Fame, each time you kind of, in a way, almost lower the credentials in a way. So, so next, all of a sudden, if Dwayne Wade gets in, then it's a guy who's similar. Like, okay, are you with me on this? Kobe's a better player than Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dwayne Wade's a lesser player than Kobe. So you let Dwayne Wade in. Then there's a guy who's maybe the same gap between Dwayne Wade and Kobe. That person gets in. And then there's maybe another gap. Okay, and so, so that, that's my so thing. So who's your player who's on the same gap of Dwayne Wade and Kobe? I don't have one right now, but I'm saying yeah. it's a general it's a general yeah, principle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's I'm a general like principle that when you And you'll keep you, lowering you, your standards. You'll more, keep more, lowering more, your standards. More, more, so it's not that okay. it's not anything personal with Dwayne Wade. Like all right, fine, I'm in all in all, all right. seriousness, it's not anything personal with Dwayne Wade. Heard it's, you. It's just more so it's just more so Heard the you. opening Pandora's box. Heard you. Let's real. What do we got? <laughs> You. you are not here for this. <laughs> Heard you. Because we'll I, I, to give one last back, back like, uh, part of the backstory here. So, um, I would just, <laughs> I just kept hitting them with texts, like, randomly, even if they didn't have to do with Dwayne Wade. And I'd just be like, you can't let a guy like Dwayne Wade in the hall. And, and the words, a guy like Dwayne Wade pissed him off. That's so, me. I know, I know he got super mad at that. But anyways, that's my synopsis on why Dwayne Wade should not, in my opinion, get a farewell tour. All right, we'll leave it up to you guys. So, tweet at him if you think he should. Hold be on, in hold on. Thing. Let me propose my solution though. Ooh. That that you and I talked about. We talked about this before. There are great players like Dwayne Wade who do deserve some type of farewell in a way. But to me, Dwayne Wade doesn't res- doesn't deserve a thirty team. No, there'll well be tour. like the some like, teams like when he goes to like the Detroit. Yeah, the Detroit world. deserves to honor him because of all the battles he had in those early years. Uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, what would be another Dallas? Those there'll are, be those teams that'll show him a lot of love and be the, like, those teams should show him a lot of love and do something for him. So I'm cool with like a three city Dwayne Wade, like a mini, like a mini little three like, three just city like pop up literally ten percent of like NBA teams. Right. All right. Anyways, so, so the Miami my... Heat, they are currently seven, correct? Yeah, they are currently seventh. Um, I feel like we up. talked more about Dwayne Wade. It's like farewell bullshit compared to what we're gonna do about their actual. Team. Yeah, the Heat are fine. Next team. I'm just <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so the Miami Heat, they're currently seven. Um, but they're seven of last ten. That's uh, pretty good. Three game winning streak. Um. Me, do you have their schedule? Yeah, I have it pulled up right okay. now. Okay, we'll we'll get to that first. First, um, or we'll get to that later. First, just give me your thoughts on the team. Um, I, me being like the biggest like D Wade guy. Um, let's bring him back. It was it was good to see him come back to Miami. Not yeah. most importantly, just like because he didn't need to leave in the first place. Yeah, was Pat being a stubborn old man and like yeah. him not wanting to get. I him his I totally place bo- place the blame on Pat. Yeah, it was yeah the guy should have got his money. Throw money to Tyler Johnson and whoever else you wanted to throw your money to. But anyways, um, I think the one thing that was great for Dwayne Wade to come back to in the sense was, well. 
I mean, you have your, of course, you have your Donatasm, and that dude's been there forever, by the way. Jeez. Like, he's like the team, like, he's like the team mascot now. Like, him, I don't know who's another one. Um, oh, Nick Collison for the Thunder, big yeah. team mascot guy. Juwan Howard was during the LeBron Juwan, years. yeah. So, there's just the guys who are just there, basically, to be vocal guys in the locker room, and just to, like... Kendrick but, Perkins. Yeah, Ken Perkins is that anywhere, the now. Anywhere he anywhere goes. Anywhere he goes, basically. But, yeah. Um, D Wade definitely for sure. He's just good because he plays minutes. Obviously, it's a like he just helps young guys know how to close out ball games and win. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big thing to do because there's a lot of games with Miami currently where they're just like before D was there, like they get leads, but you don't really know how to close them out. You don't know mm-hmm. how to close them out, and his presence there has definitely helped a lot of the young guns out for sure. And and it's definitely put a pep in his step. Like he's oh, playing, he's playing way, a way, lot. Way he looks a lot younger. Like a lot him being. That sunshine, you know, man. And I, and I think, sunlight. you know, and, and a lot of it is probably, you know, the sentimental thing of, like, I'm coming back home. Like, a lot of it is that. Yeah. And so I think that that will tailor off. I and it already has to some being extent. Around but, yeah. He's, he had a piece with uh, Rachel Nichols on the jump right when he got back. He's He just likes being home. He gets to see his kids more, which is cool for him. Yeah. Because the kids were still living down in Miami right. when he was up in Cleveland full time. Mm-hmm. And so even when he back. was in Chicago. Yeah, that too. So, so he didn't get to see him as much. Yeah, for like so a now he gets year and a half his, period. Yeah. yeah, so he gets to see his kids a lot more. And he's a lot more involved with his life. He thinks he's in a lot better of a place. And yeah. He's, yeah. He's so. like, him and his wife are a lot better now, too, and yeah. all that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's doing um, it, it's doing wonders for him personally. And um, he's playing a lot better. I... And I think he, I think he, he is valuable to that team. Like it's not, it's not a thing where it's not like a, like a Kobe in his last years thing where yeah. it's detrimental to the team. Yeah, I think he, you could still use him in ways to help your team yeah. win. I think he is shooting too much right now, and I think yeah. he is, you know, kind of overdoing it right now. Yeah. But if he can take it down a notch, I think I think, I think know, it really helps. I think he knows when he'll have to take it down a notch. I think when it gets to the playoffs and the games matter and, like, he's actually trying to win a series, I think he will, you well, know. Well, that's the thing. Like, D-Wade's, like, another thing for him is, like, I talked about it before, D-Wade's a gamer. Like, yeah, he knows, like, when the, like, when the game's on the line, like. Step up. He can step up, pump fake a dude, get to the feet of the line. And just, like, right. Dude, like, he can't shoot still to this day. I just don't know how every dude falls for his pump fake. Literally everybody. Like it's You've had a the, whole career worth of not being able to shoot, but you could get him with the pump fake. No, like am I the only one who's noticed this? Like no. watch the win when play like this dude pump fakes like five people. Like one guy was guarding him and he picked him three fouls on him. Just how pump fakes. And then he went straight to the line and got like six three fouls. Like the dude like just gets an out of on pump fakes. But He's anyways, an animal. But anyways, yeah. Like he he can step up and hit shots. Um third grade is two guard, right? Or fourth? Where where do you put him? Oh, you're just gonna make, but yeah, third because like, well, I mean, unless I, you count Jerry West, but even then, I don't know because it's just it's hard just, to compare eras. Yeah, that, those far of eras apart. But like the thing is, like MJ Kobe. Yeah, and it's like it's a toss up. Like I could say three people are tied for third, like Clyde, yeah. Wade, Jerry West. All kind of in that same. Yeah, room. like I can make a case for D. I can make a case for Clyde. I can make a case for Jerry. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. I mean, so either way, any way you want to go, he's top five. But anyways, that's yeah. beyond the point. Um, I just felt I should put that respect on Dwayne Wade before. 
Okay. So great. Thanks. In hindsight. Um, yeah. Um, um, Hassan Whiteside's been playing well for sure. Yeah. Um, Drogic is still just Dr- a just a, a solid point guard, like yeah. a very solid point. Like guard. he's a point guard that I'd like. Like, I mean, he won't blow you away, but you'll know what you'll get out of him every yeah. single game. Exactly. He's a lot like Mike Conley in that sense, and he's been injured for sure for so long. Yeah. Uh, get better to you, cons. Yeah. But you just know what you're gonna get out of him every game. Like he'll do his job. He'll get twenty. He'll get his assists, and like he'll just play basketball. Yeah. So, so, do you think I don't like the Heat match with the Celtics though? Yeah, I don't. Um, do you have their schedule? Yeah. Uh, this is a perfect time to kind of transition. Um, but yeah, so to so to kind of hypo- hypothetically, who would you if if you're rooting for Miami, who would you want to um, match up with? Who would you want Miami to match up with? Honestly, because I don't think I don't think we get a Pacers. I don't think we get Pacers. I I mean, obviously, Pacers is, like we said, the ideal matchup for every team. I have two teams. I have the Raptors and the Cavs. You would like the Heat to play either of those two teams? I mean, I think from an entertainment perspective, but if I want the Heat, if I was rooting for the Heat to win, if I was in the Heat's shoes. Well, because this is my thing. You don't know who's going to show up on the Raptors. Yeah. The Cavs can barely play defense. Yeah, but they still just have fucking LeBron James. That's true. But also, the one thing I know about when I play LeBron James, Dwayne Wade's waking up for every single one of those games. Oh, yeah. That's true. I That's, mean, you know, th- it would definitely be a super entertaining series. Like, like D's a, waking up for every single one of I'm those not, games. I'm not mad at that, but... Yeah, you'll get the best basketball out of the Heat, for sure. Because Spo, Spo as much as he wants, doesn't, he probably won't admit it, Spo wants to beat the Cavs. Oh, 100%. Oh, they all want... Every, you know, well, everybody he loves must, LeBron, but he... Well, but, yeah, there's you know. the respect there. Like, they all love LeBron. Like, that's family and all that. But, like, a part of them still feels like you betrayed us. Yeah. And the Heat and the Cavs, whenever they play each other, and it always... For every, eight years, it's been it's fireworks. They, they go down to the wire. They play tough, competitive games. Granted, they've never played a playoff series. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever they play regular season games, they always feel like a playoff series. Yeah, I just don't think you can talk me into being good for for Miami uh or better than like I would take I would rather them play I Philly would... who could who could end, end up 3 and maybe Miami can climb to 6. Yeah. And then um or yeah, Toronto. I, I could would... even see the Wizards maybe. Honestly. The Wizards, yeah, the Wizards are susceptible, but anyways. Um Yeah, so who else do you like on the Cavs in general? I mean the Heat. Oh, uh let's pull up their schedule real quick I and have that up and uh moment. And let's go through. Let's go through just kind of fit so to figure Thunder, out where they finish. Uh, Thunder, Pacers, Cavs, Bulls, Nets, Hawks, Hawks, Knicks, Thunder, Raptors. Say that again. So you got. We got. Let me see if I don't find the final. Final look at all. So Thunder, Pacers, Cavs, Bulls, Nets, Hawks, Hawks, Knicks, Thunder, Raptors. So a decent schedule. They have favorable games. So Knicks, they have favorable. They have yeah. the Knicks. They have the Hawks twice. They have the Nets, the Bulls. So yeah. that's six of their last of their last eleven, right? Or no uh, nine? Yeah, six of their last no ten. 
No, that's seventy-two. Yeah, seventy-two plus ten. Six of their six of their six last, of the last ten, 10 are pretty favorable. favorable games for sure. And they got a two. They're back two games, um, and and you know history shows us that one that there's gonna be there's obviously the season's gonna end with separation between the teams four through six. Yeah. The three teams are tied right now, the middle of the East, which is very interesting. Um, which team is it that? falls out and maybe allows Miami to climb into top three. Because, like, I could see a scenario where Indiana falls I out. I see the Pacers fall out and the Heat climb up. And the Heat climb up to six. And who knows? And Philly, like we said, more than likely a 3-4 team. Yeah. I can see that. I think I So I think I think that the Heat are most likely to play, if you had to ask right now. But, yeah, if, if they got Boston, that would be great. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That would be great for them. Yeah. Especially if who knows what happens with Kyrie and all that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Kyrie if Kyrie is in that series, though, I still pick Boston. But if if he's not, that's Miami yeah. series in my eyes. For sure. Um, but, you know, speaking of the Boston Celtics, they're not the only team with a green jersey in the league. The Milwaukee oh, I was Bucks. wondering where you're going with that. I was like, wait, what? Like, the Milwaukee Boston. Bucks. Giannis Kumpo, fear the deer. Um, okay, first, I'm kind of out on Giannis now, by the way. You know, it's funny. People have been chattering that recently. Like, Giannis is really good, and he's, what, 7-whatever with a 7-whatever wingspan? Yeah, he's 7-12. 7-12. <laughs> seven, seven, with, like, with a like a 97-inch wingspan. Yeah. And, so, the guy, I mean, and he did pick up basketball really late. As far as a little, like, tricks of, like, knowing how to play basketball, like, the guy doesn't really have them. Yeah. So, like, just, like, the little IQ things. The IQ things. things, yep. I agree like, with you. Like, he can play basketball, like, within, like, five feet. The guy's, like, 76% at the rim. Dude, unstoppable at the rim. Like, when he's getting to the rim, he'll score. But, like, as far as just, like, play development things, he'll see stuff late. Like, I remember watching one Bucks game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Somebody set a backdoor screen for the first. Okay, first of all, that was the first backdoor screen I've seen in a Bucks play in like my whole life of watching the Bucks. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> more Jason Clint slander somehow, but uh, they they got a backdoor screen and Chris Middleton was like wide open and he just like for like two like three seconds and he missed him and then he like finally threw it there and that was like a turnover, yeah. like. It was just like he just. Also, he doesn't respond well to double teams. That too, that's the other thing he. Like, Which he absolutely will get double teamed. Yeah. Because especially in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, he's gonna get a double and he's gonna have to make a play. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how many times and, I can count on him. And to it's make a play. because they have the they have the offense around him to like yeah. to to like make you him have pay. The shooting. But it's does he have the IQ to make the right? But guess what. They picked up your guy Brandon Jennings, and he'll help out there for sure. Oh yeah, this team uh, is shouts, a lock to win the championship. Shouts to Black Don't Trey. even think about it. Shouts to Trey, uh, family friend or yeah. just really good friend from Compton. Brandon Jennings, he got his call back. Um, actually, a couple days ago, he got another tender. I think. Hey man, if there's Black Trey is one of the very few people I will concede to riding harder for Brandon Jennings than I do. Yeah, I I ride really hard for Brandon Jennings and. That guy has, rides harder than yeah. I think anyone for him. Pause. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Super pause. Like super that. pause. But anyways, um, no, Brandon Jennings was a fantastic addition, especially because I'm not sold on Eric Bledsoe as a point guard. That's the other thing. I'm not sold on him, really. He's a better 
He's so a better, close to the mic. He's a better two than anything else, right? Like, yeah, Eric Bledsoe's a better two for sure. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I just think, I think that this Milwaukee team is is they got the pieces. Like on paper, this is a team that could that could win a lot of series against a lot of like I. I, I would like pick the them. Bucks and Raptors first round of fast days. Yeah. Like that's a very winnable series for them. It is, and so is obviously Boston right now. Yeah. Um. Although I would take Boston if Kyrie came back because Brad Stevens was a way better coach and I think he would just out coach the hell out of the out of the Bucks. Um and Giannis too. I think he could really scheme very scheme well. Scheme very get, well to get against Giannis. Oh, Brad but, Stevens coaching the Bucks but would be nice, man. Any team below Boston, like the Cavs, I again I just I, I think I'm higher on the Cavs than most people are at this point. Um and it's not even that I'm high on the Cavs. It's just like I just I'm literally. I'm high on LeBron. Yeah, I'm high on LeBron, and I just like I can't fathom him losing yet. Like, so you you still have the Cavs making it out of the West. I'm if you put a gun to my head, which again that like that analogy plus, is so stupid because well, nobody's plus, ever gonna run up on you with a gun, and that's what they're gonna ask you. Not yeah. give me not give not me your, give money, me your money, but who do you have coming out of the Eastern Conference playoffs? This is my thing. So when it's Cavs versus LeBron versus the field. Until I physically see LeBron lose, I'm always gonna be LeBron. Me too. So. So yeah. That answers that question. All right. So this whole pod was for nothing because it's LeBron versus the field again. But so um. All right. Yeah. So we can do that question now. If there's one team you think who has a chance to overtake the Cavs, this. See, I would have. I would have said Boston. If, if Kyrie if, was if there, if was... they were fully healthy, even without Hayward, just yeah. the way they played, like yeah. at the beginning of the season, I thought even on the fourteen game win streak, I still thought no way this team could beat Cleveland. But Cleveland's looked so weak for so long that I that I'm starting to concede that idea. You can tell they miss can't Kyrie can't put faith so in Toronto. I what. A... What are we doing? Can't put faith in Toronto, and plus, I think a little bit of Toronto, or maybe even a lot of it, is is mental with yeah. their with their playoffs. I feel like it's them getting over a mental. Hump Washington, it just it's it always seems like they're just not they're just one year away. Like it, it seems like they've been one year away for three years. Uh, Clippers, yeah, Clippers like two years ago. Like right. it's always like next year's our year. But it's next like, is year. it really? And then all of a and sudden, the window closes. All of a sudden, the window is closed, lottery. and you're just yeah. And you have to trade Blake to the Detroit Pistons, the next de- dynasty to happen. I think if there's one guy who gets moved off that team is uh, Marcin Gertat this summer. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but anyways. But anyways, um, Pacers, the Bucks. Yeah, obviously no. The Bucks, Bucks and Heat. I, I think the the Bucks and Heat no. Pacers obviously no. For a while, I was very. My thing was Philly. I think. Was not, that no? Oh. Not even Philly. As high as I am, and I'll always be on Philly's high. Like yeah, my one team. I think. Was the Bucks like they're my one team that I thought like those guys can possibly have a chance to do it? Not name the Celtics because I thought the Celtics for sure. Like I didn't really trust the Raptors. Like it came down to me like Raptors or Bucks, and I was like, okay, I think the Bucks can actually do it if they figure stuff out. See, that's my thing is like if the Bucks had like even a middle of the pack coach, I would pick them. Yeah, and I st- and and like just seeing these last couple weeks like. I was so just kind of like with Giannis, I think, and I think you probably felt this way too. I think we as a whole, like bas- the basketball community, were just blown away by Giannis that we didn't, that we missed all year the simple thing that he just doesn't have the IQ yet. Yeah, IQ. I think, I, I think we kind of got caught up in all the hype of him averaging nearly 30 and just being so unstoppable at the rim Yeah. that we, that we didn't realize. So, like, I still feel like Giannis, like, if he – a whole off season to study film, dude. Like, I think 
Like, I think that's the easiest part about improving as a basketball player is yeah. IQ. That's, like, the most... I, honestly, I'm not here for, like, Kobe working out with players and him taking all the credit. Yeah. But Kobe would actually be a good guy for him to work out with. Kobe is so smart. That's the one, like, like, you can call Kobe arrogant, you can call him whatever, like, but, he's like... he's a stan, like, I get why Kobe stands are Kobe stands, but, like, basketball IQ-wise, like... He's one of the smartest. Like, next to nothing like that guy's like smart he'll learn so many like little just like tricks on the trade just like how to get a shot off that's how demar Derozan got so much better working out with kobe yeah from when he was like 15 yeah because he was in content and every summer he'd like go up to the stables and work out with him yeah so i it took me a while to realize this and also shout a out very to very average Trey thing again. just pull up to the staples and work yeah. out with kobe shout out to black Trey again oh black Trey also coached him Fun fact. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he said it on the pods all the time. He oh. uh, coached him when he was in high school. That's crazy. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, I watched old videos of just Kobe playing basketball and just, like, videos of DeMar, like, all of his footwork stuff, like, carbon copies. Those guys are, like, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's really... And so, you know, yeah, like, I mean, even just, you know, picking... Even if he just spends it, you know, not even necessarily with a player, like a player would help. Yeah. But, um, but again, like even if he just studied film, like just, just straight up studied yeah. film. But no, like obviously if he could get LeBron's, if he could get LeBron's like to work out with him, which I don't think LeBron would do that because of, you know, just especially if LeBron plans to stay East. Maybe if he says West, ah, fuck it, Giannis, you can run the East. Let me show you some things. Like no, I think LeBron wanted, but like a lot of the old heads would, I feel like wouldn't have a problem. But like Kobe yeah. would be down to take credit oh, yeah. for anything. Kobe, Ted talk Kobe would just see. Kobe would be down to take credit for anything in the world. So. KG would probably turn Giannis into a, a a killer. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, you put turn him into a defensive also, player of the year who also probably maybe honestly, killed a person like for real. If you really KG is a psychopath. Played like. 70% defense, he could win defensive player of the year every year, any yeah. given year. Oh, he's so fucking good. Um, man, Giannis, sky's the limit. But yeah, so I just, anyways, to so kind of rope it all the way back. Um, so let's go full circle here. Um, we take the I, Cavs I think, versus everybody in the I think that I think we take the Cavs versus everybody, but what to me, the teams to sum it up that hold the biggest threat are, I guess I have to say Milwaukee... Milwaukee Raptors and the and, Celtics. And, and not even the Celtics. If if because I don't know about Kyrie. Fully, yes. If, so if, if it's not the Celtics, I'd just say Milwaukee and the Raptors. Yeah. N- you, not the Wizards. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll I'll throw them in there as like a half team. If John Wall's ninety percent, then maybe. Yeah. But anyways, man. Right, that's well, the Eastern Conference, East. man. Sorry, Detroit Pistons. You didn't make the cut. Sorry, Detroit Pistons. Um, yeah. Um, Even if you keep losing games, your pick will still go to the Clippers, so you're helping them out. Is that unprotected? Protected. It's protected what? Lottery, one through ten. It's not. It's not. It's not a lottery. No way. Is it lottery? It's lottery. It. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think it was like top three protected. Like I think it was a ridiculous protection they gave up. I really think it was one through ten. Oh my god! I really hope it's like one through ten. If if they could somehow luck out and get like. Number one pick, change the franchise, baby. Who Detroit? Yeah. How would they get the pick? If they got it number one, I'm saying they, it would be protected, right? No. Oh, you're saying no, it's not. Yeah. No matter what, the pick goes to Clippers. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, that, okay, okay. I was totally misunderstanding you then. Yeah. yeah, no matter what, it goes to the Clippers. Listen, Piston fans, we're doomed. <laughs> the next Duncan podcast. <laughs> the, next, the next Duncan podcast. Um, but no, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll wrap this up. It's been kind of long, an hour 16. That's about what we spent on the West, so. Yeah. What's fair is fair. Um, um, sorry for the sidebar five-minute Dwayne Wade conversation, but yeah. I felt that needed to yeah. be had. When the uh, playoffs come out, for sure, I'm sure we'll do another Oh, 100%. Big one. 100%. We'll do a big one. Um, I'll have you on that. Um, I will plan on – I was doing, for those of you that follow the podcast for a while, I was planning on doing one with Noah halfway through the year to check the over-unders. And, you know, any, anyways, I was busy. He was sick. We ended up not connecting, but I, I reached out to him earlier um, this week, and we are trying to make it happen to where um, he can come on the podcast to look at our over-unders that we picked at the beginning of the year and just look and see how bad or good did we do. So um, that would be an interesting pod. Um, Akil will be back for um, some playoff talk, of course. And also, um, I'll, I'll probably do some award stuff. Uh, maybe I'll have you on for that. Uh, maybe we'll combine that with the playoffs. We'll, we'll kind of we'll see how, how it goes, but uh, we'll do some award talk as well. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then, of course, Hip Hop Podcast. And uh, Akil's actually going to be making his debut on the podcast oh, yeah, pretty shortly. On that one. Hopefully. So, corniest um, rapper of all time. Yeah, corniest rapper of all time. That's the hint you get. Um, podcast is coming hopefully this week. We'll see. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is uh, Strictly Hip Hop, Strictly Hoop Talk, Chris Platty Presents. I said the whole thing backwards, but Definitely you know did. the deal. Follow me on Twitter, at RealChrisPlatty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. Um, I will follow back. And uh, once again, ask any questions. Your fan questions can air on the podcast as well. Thank you, Kill, for coming on, man. Thanks, man. You always kill it. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Great to be here. Feels like home. Feels like home.